Welcome to the potluck, I mean podcast. <laughs> the podcast of Kayla. And Harrison won't, won't shut up. up. We right. talk about movies and we, we mostly complain and then we rate them on a really terrible scale. And sometimes Kayla talks about Harry Potter, but she hasn't in the last few episodes. <gasps> anyway. Oh my God, I didn't bring Harry Potter at all up in the last back. Listen, we're about to talk about a film that reminds me so much of Harry Potter for various reasons that I'll get into once I think of it. Oh my god, I am ready to a, hear about it that. It is a Netflix original based on a book, apparently, and it is called The Bird Box. Bird Box. Yes. So, the exciting thing about 2019 is we're actually talking about pretty new things. Yeah, we are. Wow. We've been Good watching a lot of shit that just came out, mm -hmm. which is not really our MO, but you know what? When Sandra Bullock is on TV, you, do you fucking watch it. So. <laughs> also, I feel like I was already gonna want to watch it because Netflix was like, you watch nothing but horror movies. Here's a horror movie we made. And I was like, dope, I'll watch it. And Michael and I watched the trailer and I was into it. And then I slept on it for like a day. And the next day I woke up and every person I've ever met in my whole life was talking about it. And you had already watched half of it. No, I hadn't watched any of it yet. Oh, I'm oh. talking about when it was first released on oh, Netflix right, right, right. before we talked about it. Right. And it was like, everyone's talking about this bird box? Yes. The random movie on Netflix? Well, I don't really know when it, I mean, we could easily look this up, but no. who would bother? Because <laughs> um, we still don't have a fucking intern. I know. We need to get some more free interns. This God. is not working out for us. Um, I Google things on my own damn self. I know. Ugh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I was with a friend and they were talking about this movie and about how it really fucked them up. And I was like... Why have I not heard of this? You are you serious? Because everyone. Well, this was like when it first came. Okay, I'm no, gonna, yeah, I, I'm it must it have just come out because I think it came out on Christmas. I hadn't. No, it had to have come out before Christmas because it was recommended to me before Christmas because I watched it right after my surgery. I recently had surgery. P.S. Now I can breathe like a normal person. That's beautiful. Side note, I it hurt. I oh, I haven't had any surgery, but I just want to let everyone know that I sprained my ankle running in high heels while drinking hop juices hop juice mm -hmm. i don't know why i just censored beer for a minute there well we're all recovering and it really hurts still guys it's been like ugh, I'm gonna, ugh, ugh. a month i'm never wearing high heels again i'm Me, getting married uh, later that's this year my rule and i'm gonna be bare ass foot oh yeah like oh my god It'll not that feel... i would be running on my wedding i don't know anyway <laughs> Wear high heels well, I forgot, once I was and looking, then get see, back See, this is why us. we need an intern. I got off on a tangent. I wasn't looking up when Bird Box came out. God almighty. I think it came out the week before Christmas. Um. Okay. So here, oh, look, there's an interesting article on Vox called Why Are Bird Box Memes So Popular? It's Complicated. Love to delve into that. We had an intern to read it for us and, you know, regurgitate it, which is what I want. Okay, I'm on the Wikipedia. Tell us. Um, first of all, oh, the book was only written in 2014. That's interesting. The um, DVD doubt. Oh, I am on the book's Wikipedia. <laughs> all right, this came out December 14th. So you're right. It came oh. out before Christmas. So it very quickly rose to prominence due to meme culture. So, like, within a week, there were all these memes with Sandra Bullock with her blindfold on, mm -hmm. avoiding things that people didn't want to see bird box mm -hmm. so without watching the movie you pretty much can surmise she's going to be wearing a blindfold the kids are going to be wearing blindfolds 
they're avoiding something, but you don't know what. Uh-huh. Now, Kayla. Yes, sorry, I was, I We'll dive, oh, sorry. Oh, well. Will tell us the premise of this movie. Oh, sure. I, by the way, I kind of skimmed this article and I think I know where it's getting at. Um, so I'll talk about that later, you know, in lieu of an intern right. doing it for me. We've got to do something. All right, so the premise of Bird Box is that um, it's a normal, it's interspersed with something that's in a five years in the future and then present day, I would say. Don't you think that like. Five years in the past and then present day. Well, okay, sure. I guess. That's just a, it could be present day and then five years in the future. Yeah. Time. I guess you're right. Is a construct that I don't understand. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, do you watch The Good Place? No. I don't either, but there was a pretty funny bit that Larson showed me about how it, then why, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I go way back, 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 back. Bird Box is a film <laughs> that's being parallel told both in the present and the past, or if you will, the present and the future. It's five years apart is the big point here. Um, and you know something catastrophic happens, but you don't know what. And in the normal timeline, um, you learn that Sandra Bullock's character is kind of like a loner who has become pregnant. And it's kind of insinuated that she was living with a guy and they weren't really dating. And then she got pregnant and then he bolted. So she's not super happy about being pregnant. But her sister's really like, this is great. And as they are at the OBGYN getting an ultrasound, this mysterious phenomenon that they have read about or seen TV about taking over Europe and Russia has come to America where essentially for reasons that you can't quite understand people are being overcome by something and they are killing themselves people who wouldn't normally kill themselves are are killing themselves and it's figured out pretty quickly that it, it involves looking at something and that's what causes you to kill yourself um, and so Basically, the rest of the movie is about Sandra Bullock surviving while pregnant, and then later when she's got mysteriously two kids. Whose um, kids are they? Who are the kids? Just you. She wait. got twins. That's what I thought for most of it. And while I'm talking about misconceptions, let me tell you about my biggest disappointment in this film, Harrison. That it's not Miss Congeniality too. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, my biggest disappointment was when I watched the trailer, and I don't. I don't know why, but I assumed, maybe because in the trailer they're at the OBGYN together looking at the baby. Mm -hmm. They don't look anything alike, Sarah Paulson and Sandra Bullock. Oh, I see where you're and going I with thought this. And <laughs> I thought they were wives. I just did. I, I, just, I, I never even thought. I was just like, they're in a relationship. And Sandra Bullock's character is bisexual because at some point in the trailer she's smooching on the character we later know is Tom. Right. Um, and... I think it might be because I know Sarah Paulson's gay, like in real life. Mm -hmm. But I just assumed that. And, and what was funny is I think you did too. Or maybe no, just... I assumed it was her sister. Okay, because I think me and Carly both assumed. Because yeah. we were pretty far into that first scene with them together where I was like, wait a minute, they're not lovers. <laughs> yeah. And I told Michael that when we rewatched the beginning together. And he was like, Kayla, there has never been two people more obviously sisters. Yeah. And I'm devastated that they weren't a lesbian couple. Devastated. That really changed the trajectory of this movie for you. I mean, it didn't, but <laughs> I was just I was just upset because I I was like, man, this movie is so popular with so many people and like the main characters by and like there's a lesbian relationship and wow, nope. <laughs> there is a gay character though. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of it's a sweet little moment where you find out he's gay cuz a guy who he kind of butts head with is like 
I always liked you and your husband. It was never about that. That was a sweet moment. So there is yeah. technically a gay character in this film, mm -hmm. but it is nowhere near the level of queer that you thought that I thought and had hoped and prayed to Lord show for. God well, anyway, that's a tangent. Well, it needed to be said. Yes. <laughs> um, so <sighs> this movie, um, I want to say something <laughs> that I learned in this interesting Vox article. Tell us. It's saying that um, it's basically trying to explain why they think it was so viral. And this is a quote from the Vox article. There's been substantial conspiracy theories theorizing that Netflix somehow gamed people into watching a just okay movie by flooding social media with Netflix orchestrated bird box memes. The theory holds that Netflix created bots or paid people on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, I guess that's been debunked where it's like, no, people just be making memes. I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like it would take a lot to orchestrate a meme like that to it, be successful. It would be quite a successful and underground viral campaign to, to do just the sheer amount of memeing that's been out there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like that would be quite impressive. And I'm not surprised it's not true. Um, I think that here, this is talking about people, they're saying basically that people want an apocalyptic movie, and this is a good one. And I think they're also, the other premise was that a lot of families watch this together over the holidays. Huh. And that's kind of what led to this, this thing that we can all agree on. Like, this is a movie you can watch with your family. Yeah. And, and you can be in on the joke together. Right. Um, of the of the memes and the and the bird box challenge, which you shouldn't do, <laughs> <laughs> which is operating about forty eight hours down a river with a blindfold on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that little challenge. Yeah. Um, no, so I I really enjoyed this movie. I I wanted to. I was a little apprehensive because it was so popular, mm -hmm. but I think that it was a genuine thing. Where I think it was so popular because it's a good movie. Yeah. Like, I think that it's a good, solid movie with really good actors in it. Mm -hmm. It keeps your interest. I thought it was, obviously it's based on a book, so it's probably inherently well-written, but I thought that the screenplay was written very well. Yeah. They're, the way that you, a lot of times I get a little frustrated with movies where they're like, here's something that's happening in the future. And yeah. so it ruins what's happening in the quote-unquote present day storyline because you're like, well, obviously so-and-so dies because they're not in this part. Mm-hmm. But I think that this movie did a really good job of still holding your interest. Yes, yeah. and still, and you still didn't really know what happened, even though you know she ends up with two kids and it's just her. You don't really know what happened. It definitely still held my interest. Yeah, I mean, I think from the very beginning, it, you're like, it. It does a good job of sucking you in from the moment that Sarah Paulson. Kills herself. Yeah, dude, that seems gruesome. Yeah, well, not to, not only that, but like, she seems to have like a conflict, more so. So basically, the idea in the movie is that there's this viral thing that happens. You see something, and then you're infected to a degree, and then you commit suicide, because it's the only way to escape the horror of whatever is happening to you. So Sarah Paulson is the first person who we care about based on, you know, the 
character development and who we're rooting for. Mm -hmm. uh, Sandra Bullock's sister changes, sees something, and then walks out in front of a bus. And before Sandra Bullock can even like get to her to see what happens, there's all these explosions. The car that she was hit by explodes. Someone knocks her down. She's bleeding and she's pregnant. And then she finds her way into a house pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, with like a ragtag bunch of survivors. So I think that it's a very effective beginning of the movie. You're it really is. drawn in. Mm -hmm. I like how it's, you know, the first thing we see is Sandra Bullock talking to the two children, preparing them for the raft trip. And I like that that narrative is playing out over the entire course of the movie in two ways. Like, as you said, what's happening in the past and what's happening right now. I think that it's there's a lot of really interesting reveals about who and what this thing is affected by, and I think that there's like some problematic portions, certainly, but overall, with, like with who can see it and right. still survive. Mm -hmm. So basically, Sandra Bullock gets in the house, and then some nefarious things happen because everyone outside is quarantined off from the house. I liken this to a zombie movie insofar that they are, it's apocalyptic, mm -hmm. there's something trying to get them that's undead. And they're not sure how it works. Or how they get infected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the interesting part now is that they really use the technology of the current times to play out the story. So they're in a car that has GPS navigation, it can sense when objects are nearby, Mm -hmm. So that's how they navigate in the car, even though it's completely cut off from them being able to see, which is, I thought, a really like compelling part mm -hmm. of the movie. And then the way that, so basically, okay, they're stuck in the house. They cannot look outside because I guess my understanding is that the creature is alerted and then comes towards them. I, I got the impression that once the infestation hits like this area, they're just everywhere. And it, the only, the moments you get when you look outside where there isn't a creature or whatever is just happenstance. Oh. I was yeah, the I guess that's I got. like the like gray area. Like they're just everywhere. Whatever's Well, because you hear over. them coming. Oh, that's true too. You can hear so them coming. So like you hear the creature or whatever it is coming mm -hmm. and then the leaves start to rustle and then you see it or you're, your eyes are closed. Yeah. Yeah. And it can't harm you unless I, you see it. And I like I like that pretty early on they have the character who's like then we can just use video to look at it because obviously whatever this is is some sort of a physical transference right but it's not and he well spoiler alert he ends up dying yeah he commits suicide well they strap him down to a chair mm -hmm. it's the husband of the architect but the... he becomes he definitely becomes infected oh it's yeah not happenstance that he dies no so it's then and you so realize it's the video completely based on vision yeah. Um, so anyway, long story short, they're all in the house. They go to a grocery store at one point. One of the characters save, I, sacrifices himself I to save them all. I loved that character. Charlie? Yes. The grocery store character, especially since I think that, you know, he had almost at the very beginning of the film, practically, when they first get into the house, he says, like, I know what this is. You know, all the different cultures have a different name for these different creatures. Right. But essentially, it's a demon because humanity has been judged and found wanting. And he's essentially right. I mean, yeah. And he and I just the way you know, and everyone discredits him because he's still wearing his grocery store uniform. And they're like, "What did you study cryptology in in college?" And he's like, "No, I just, I've just done a lot of I've research. just done a lot of research online." I love that character, and yeah. and the fact that he he's a very human character. He's very scared, but then ultimately he sacrifices himself. He's one of the best characters of the movie. Yeah, and then he's killed not by one of the monsters, but by by one of the one of a human who has. 
seen but doesn't feel compelled to kill themselves theoretically because they think that this this horrible devilish like destruction of humanity or maybe what i think ultimately the metaphor is the futility of humanity yeah they think it's wonderful because they love chaos for whatever reason and right. you're right that it, it's shitty that they're like oh crazy you know quote unquote, quote unquote crazy, crazy people, people are the people who are now sane because they can they can look at this at this horrible stuff and and they like it and they think it's beautiful and I feel like it would have meant more and maybe this is something in the book where they go a little bit deeper into it I haven't read the book you haven't read it either right and um, just that they just very it's cheap the way they're like oh all the people from the mental institution oh the guy at the grocery store like he's got some pro mental problems and like right you know I think that it could have meant more if the people who saw the futility of humanity or saw this horrific thing that made you feel like there was no choice but to kill yourself, the people who could stand seeing it and thought it was great were like capitalists. Or <laughs> like yeah. Mr. Burns could see it and right. it would be fine. Like, you know, right. but instead we're like, no, 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 it's the insane people. And I just right. feel like that's kind of cheap. Yeah. I think and, and misunderstanding of mental illness. Right, because where is the divide? Like, are is it only people who are nefarious who are doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Like, is it someone with clinical depression can also see these is things? Is it like a like, special mental illness? that Because even Charlie is like, no, the, the guy who ultimately ends up killing him. Um, he's a good guy. He's he, just yeah, a little he, crazy. He's like, he's just a little weird, but he's a good guy. He's nice to me. And that kind of is significant because everyone in this movie is mean to Charlie. Right. You know. Um, and ultimately, that's who kills him because... Yeah. Well, it's never discussed as... So, Charlie sacrifices himself. The guy, cra uh, Crazy Fingers? Or fish Fingers. Fish Fingers is trying to get in to get them. Mm -hmm. They don't understand why. They think he's just trying to get help. But in reality, he has the mm -hmm. ability to see the monster or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, he is trying to open all of their eyes so they all die. So, they can see the beautiful thing that he thinks is or beautiful. Or he thinks... Yeah. And maybe he thinks that they'll become one of him. Right. Maybe they all do. I, I don't know. So he is very strong. He's pushing the door open. Charlie runs through when the door is cracked and knocks him to the ground so that they can shut the door and keep him out. And then Charlie is killed. Yeah. Off screen. So we don't know if he's killed by the monster because his eyes are open and he commits suicide or if. I reckon he does because someone dies very violently because the blood comes under the door. But Fish Fingers is still talking. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I guess he commits suicide. Mm-hmm. So then we're down to fewer and fewer characters. And as the movie progresses, crazy shit goes down, mm -hmm. which is just like classic horror movie scenario. So no one can get inside the house. They can only get out by car. Two characters steal a car. We never find out what happens to them. It's assumed they die. I would assume. Also, I just want to, this is maybe a demarcation where if you're listening to this and you've, you've been avoiding Bird Box somehow, and you're like, okay, maybe all those things you just said are interesting. This is probably the point to definitely stop listening. Yeah. Spoilers <laughs> from here on out. I mean, this is, the rest of this is, obviously we've already given quite a few spoilers, but we've actually only given spoilers for the first like half an hour. Yeah. Of this film. Definitely. Because a lot happens. It's yeah. very well paced. So if you're interested in watching this and you haven't yet, you should stop watching or you should stop listening and watch now. Yeah. Yeah. So Sandra Bullock's character is not necessarily likable for most of the movie because in, she in is... In a conventional sense, I think. Right, because she's such a harsh realist. And I think that it's an interesting perspective to put the mother figure in this scenario. Because I, you're like, yeah. she's pregnant. She doesn't even really want the kid. No. 
and she's, she's forced into this scenario before everything happens. Exactly, and now she's forced to be in the situation. And then another kind of event that happens is they let someone in the house who is also pregnant. If mm. you have not seen the movie called Dumplin', Dumplin go watch it. Um, she gets introduced. She's also pregnant, and she's like a little. She's the opposite. She's very comfortable in her life that she's been living. Uh -huh. she, she is very a, naive. She, she takes yeah. everything for granted. Mm -hmm. It's the exact opposite of Sandra Bullock. And she ends up compromising everyone in the house because she lets someone in. Who ends up being one of the people. Who ends up being someone who can see. Yeah. And uh. that by that I mean can see the monsters and is unaffected by them. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, thinks it's great. Right. I, I think that Sandra Bullock's character as a mother is great and this is actually one of the ways i convinced michael who didn't want to see it i think maybe because he was like i get it it's a horror movie like i love horror movies but like uh eh, this one seems pretty like i've heard people compare it like to the happening and like all this sort of other stuff and i think he wasn't really interested and he even said to me he was like i get it it's like a mom trying to save her kids and i was like that's actually one of the things that's interesting about it is that sandra bullock fights tooth and nail to not be a mother emotionally. She yeah. doesn't want to be one. It's clear that the pregnancy was an accident. She's dealing with the the idea of doing this on her own and not wanting to and feeling, I think, intrinsically like other women want to be mothers and I don't. Right. And there's something wrong with me. Like I, you know, she she treats the raising of, she even calls them boy and girl. Right. Um, she treats the raising of these children very clinically and like very harshly. Where, it's almost military. Yeah, because she's like, no, but in her mind, she's like, I'm keeping them alive. I'm doing what mothers are supposed to do. And she hasn't quite, she hasn't gotten a chance to figure out. That love is also involved. Yeah, or that like. Or compassion. You, you don't have to meet anyone's idea of what a mother is. You don't have to, you don't have to feel a certain way, really. You just, you raise these kids, you're their mother. And he, she does, you know, ultimately come to that conclusion. But yeah. I think it was a very interesting mom character. I don't think you normally see. Like, she's very self-sacrificing, but, like, not not to a fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, I just think she was a great, great character. I think all the characters in this are really good. Yeah. And I think that's probably because it was based on a book. And because the acting was... The I mean, acting is great by everyone, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a great cast. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a very diverse cast. Mm -hmm. um, I think that... There's a lot of sto like storylines going on that effectively come together really well. Yep. I think that the movie kind of takes place, you know, it does take place in two different settings. It takes place on her with the two kids floating down the river for the most of the movie, and then how she got to wanting to float down the river, which mm -hmm. is the unfurling of the rest of the film. Mm -hmm. And I think that it very much feels like you're traveling like it feels like a traveling film even when they're stationary in the house like the way that the events unfold it very much feels like it like there's, there's a path yeah and something's gonna go wrong and they just have to get through the bullshit to make it and they're all like very they're turned very harsh by the events obviously of the movie mm -hmm. and figuring everything out um and i think that ultimately it culminates with it's only natural for it to culminate with like some chaos, but I think 
gradually as things unfold it just becomes you're drawn in more and more over the course of the film for example like as she's floating down the river you start to hear people talking in the woods and you don't know that the monster can make noise or whatever yeah. it is so or like that it could that a human could have seen it and still been alive yeah because then there's a moment where you see one of those people and you assume that's the monster because you wouldn't know right and like almost like it follows right like yeah one person who's infected can see the monster and no one else can it's almost a moment like that where you're like, oh, shit, is this really a person? Is this the monster? What is it? And then she ends up killing them. But mm-hmm. um, And you're like, oh, wow, she's being really harsh. That person could have helped her. Like, what if they had resources available? And, like, you don't realize until yeah. much later that that person was out to get her. Um, or you realize when he's like, he's, like, sinking down into the river and he's like, it will cleanse the earth. <laughs> right. so freaky. Um <laughs> I will say this movie is so well made. Like you mentioned the way the, the, you know, it keeps your attention and the way that like it ends a little bit more climactically, but like it still keeps your interest. Mm -hmm. I think that there's like, there's like one, when I think about this film, there's like one dead moment in the whole film, like a moment where I was like, okay. And it's when Sandra Bullock is talking to the, the cantankerous old bald guy about her father Mm-hmm. And they're like Joe, and I, I even remember thinking like, yes, we get it. He's like an okay guy, <laughs> right? Because everything else is so perfectly paced yeah. to keep you in this state of mind, you know. I, it's just, it's a really well made film. Yeah, I don't normally, I normally I'm just like, all I care about is the characters and such. But like for right. me, for this film, this is a well made film. Yeah, I well was very, written. I was very impressed. Yeah. I mean, I know it's getting like a lot of pushback because people are like. Because uh, I just think that the meme culture is not helping it. It's, like, hurting it because it's providing so much hype. And then you watch it and you're, like, maybe people aren't as invested in the story or whatever. I think, think, like, it's a really tumultuous time for horror because, like, we're living a horror out in the United States right now. (laughs) Like, every day on the news. So, like, it feels like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe, like... But I, I, I will say I agree with you and I think I'll agree with you even more when I... I'm currently on break from teaching and I'm sure the kids will be talking about bird box memes and I'll be like, did you even watch this movie? And then that'll cheapen it. But right now with the meme culture for me, it just makes me feel like we all saw this movie together and that's kind of nice. Yeah. That's the way it's making me feel right now, but I can just feel how that's going to change and be more like what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, so ultimately the reveal is the whole time Sandra Bullock's going down the water. She is aiming to get to a place that is told to her is a kind of sanctuary through radio waves mm-hmm. um and her partner or her kind of partner I, well, this I, person that she develops a relationship with over yeah. the course of the beginning of the film where she's locked in this house mm-hmm. he sacrifices himself to save sandra bullock and the two children i think one of the biggest the biggest surprises was that tom survives until right before that scene where she oh right bundles the kids up yeah. And says, like, you've got your cat, you've got your dog, we need to go. Yeah. Like, Tom survives until right before that. Yeah. And that was not something I saw coming. Yeah. Um, but that I, was intense. I appreciated yeah. this idea. And he's he's the heart of the film. He's the one who I think drives home, for me, the, the point of the film, which is that, like, you can just decide that humanity's doomed and, like, everything sucks and you'll want to kill yourself, but you have to believe in hope. Right. You have to believe in something else. You have to, you know, let yourself feel things and, and, and choose every day 
to keep going even though you have an inkling that like everyone's doomed. Yeah. You keep going. And he's the one who tells Sandra Bullock that right before he sacrifices himself. Right. Which really is like, yeah, it just changes the course of the movie from there on out. Because you're like, fuck, we already, we watched her going through this. Like, we, we were introduced to her character going through this, but we don't know that until the end of the movie. And we also, I just think it's so, it's then so powerful when when she's in the woods she they made it through the boat ride which is in itself miraculous and they're in the woods looking for this compound and she find and she reaches a point where she's just like don't take my children and yeah. she's never referred to them you know mm -hmm. as her children or her as a mom or tom as a dad or yeah so she's overwhelmed by the entity or whatever is basically tracking her down she's treaded terrain for 48 hours or more with two kids in a boat blindly like <laughs> going through a river and mm -hmm. then rapids at, at one point there's a very like f you know fucked up moment where she has to decide one of the children is going to have to open their eyes mm -hmm. to guide through the rapids because she yeah, i mean because like she's realistically steering. she says if it's me then everyone will die because if i die we won't survive but of course you know, in your heart, you're like, that's true, but, like, you're morally dead if you choose one of these children to die right. over the other. Especially once you discover that one of the children, after the reveal of the film, mm -hmm. is the pregnant friend that she had in the house who is now deceased. So the boy is her biological son, and the girl is not. So, And she seems like she's leaning towards choosing the girl. And the girl is just, like, very, maybe not very aware of it, but... The girl seems a little aware that Mallory has a problem with her. Yes. Do you think that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So she's really hard on the little girl, which is revealed as the movie unfolds, obviously, but especially towards the end when her partner, who is now deceased, um, basically was telling the girl stories, and Sandra Bullock has never done so much as, like, survival skills with the children. So the fact that she, he was saying, like, you can hang out with other children and all these things that Sandra oh, Bullock doesn't think that like, she can promise her. Other children besides us? Yeah, like she doesn't understand that anyone else exists. Mm -hmm. And so. Which is very The Room. Did you read or see that? No. Basically, is a coping mechanism in the book The Room and then in the movie. Oh, the, the movie room. The Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant The Room with what's the, his name? The mother. Oh, no. <laughs> that awful. <laughs> That's movie. a completely different room. No, the mother implies to her son that she's that he's the only they're the only people in the world as like a coping mechanism yeah which i think is kind sandra of what bullock. sandra bullock yeah, would she's have like, done why yeah. would i have ever told them that there are other kids if they can never see them right which is her perspective and mm -hmm. his perspective is why would anyone keep going unless you think that maybe someday you will see other people right yeah such a good movie yeah it's very good <laughs> um so they are heading towards this compound, which essentially is may or may not be one of the evil people misleading people to come get murdered. Mm -hmm. They don't know. Up and until the very last minute, I was like, it could go either way. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of like the difference between this and the book. There's a few differences, apparently. But um, ultimately, they get to the location, and she is falling over left and right because these... the whatever the inf like infection is, the evil entity, we'll say, is tricking the kids, it's talking to the kids, saying... In her voice. In her voice, you can take your mask off because they get separated and open your eyes. And she's like, don't, like screaming, don't open your eyes. Yeah. And, you know, they have a tendency to run away from her because she's really scary. And so... <laughs> and Tom was the nice one and he's dead now. <laughs> yeah. So they get there and 
finally get in the compound and it's revealed that it is a blind sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So most of the people that are there don't have, they have the luxury of not having to worry about seeing these entities simply because they don't, they've have never sight. had sight. So. But there are people with sight there and apparently you were saying in the book. Yeah, in the book, what I understand is that the moment that you accept that you're going to be living on this sanctuary, they gouge your eyes out to guarantee that you will not be able to compromise. Which honestly, I feel like I I can see how that would be a really good ending, but I'm kind of glad the movie doesn't because the movie, it was so important that what Tom had promised them happens. Yeah, definitely. Like that they get to play with other kids mm -hmm. and they get names, which is so sweet. Yeah, she names them. Although I really thought she was going to name the girl Cinderella, like her mom says. Like, oh, I, would uh, love I to thought name her she was going to name it name her after the sister. Oh, yeah, that would have made sense too. But I like that she calls her her mom's name, which is Olympia, mm -hmm. something like that. <laughs> yeah. And the boy gets Tom's name, which is sweet. It yeah. was sweet. And <laughs> then so basically they're in this sanctuary that is covered overgrown with plants mm -hmm. plants and it's like really this really beautiful arbor and it's covering all the windows so that's the big thing is any place they go in the entire movie they can't see outside because they risk looking at one of the entities so they have to close all the blinds which there are some huge plot holes in this movie like where uh like when she goes into the first compound and closes the door and completely removes her blindfold and just opens her eyes all the windows in the building could have been open oh yeah so there's moments like that or where like you can see outside but you can't like there's a curtain like is the curtain really all that prevents you from being well, able to yeah because she you know a lot of times you get the pov from her through her blindfold and she can see light and darkness right so it seems to be that's okay you can see you know like you're a Euglena, Euglena, right. you wander around understanding what's dark and what's light, but not any distinct shapes. Right. Yeah, I mean, so that that was one thing. I think that it was nice that the reveal in the end was that the blind people are the salvation. They were like, we got this. Yeah. And <laughs> she ends up seeing her OBGYN from the beginning of the movie, which is like totally unrealistic, but I liked it. I liked that it pandered that happened. to me in my heart soul. Yeah, it's nice that that happened. Also, like that was my point earlier, is I was like, it would be very difficult for an entire compound of blind people to provide any medical assistance should anything happen, like if someone falls or whatever, you know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a good point. Like, and how would they? Yeah, I, I there's mean, a lot of questions, but there I think, is a lot of questions. I now I feel like I want to read the book. Right? Should we read the book? I mean, I kind of feel like we should, but. I wonder the how movie long the itself. Book is. God, I wish I had a fucking intern. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie itself, I think, was very well executed. I was very happy with the ending. Um, the rapids part, I, it was just so high stakes. Like, so much of the movie, there's such an anticipation factor, and it does a really good job of keeping you, like, emotionally invested and on edge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my biggest complaint about this movie is the name of the movie in a way or it's related to that so mm -hmm. the movie is called bird box and you end up finding out that like a canary in a mine shaft mm -hmm. sandra bullock discovers that birds will alert them to when the creatures are near i also did like that in the grocery store scene which by the way my favorite doomsday movie trope is when you end up in a fully stocked grocery store and everyone has a heyday getting 
junk food. Yeah. I love I love those scenes. Yeah, or completely drunk. Because of supermarket sweep. Yes. Like, I have that fantasy of just running through a supermarket mm -hmm. and just filling Naturally. it up with all the nonsense I want. Like, yes. So I always I always enjoy yes. those scenes, and this scene does not disappoint. <laughs> Even though it ends real sad. Um. This book doesn't look too long. It's like 270 pages. Oh, damn. Yeah. We, we can do we it. We could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Um, I'm sorry. I cut you off, though. Oh, I don't. I was just saying. So there's some birds in the movie. These birds alert everyone to when there is danger. At one point, one of the people who is infected puts the birds in the freezer and kills them. Or we think. Or they at least they would have started to die if they didn't. No, they don't die because those are the same birds five years later. Right, okay. So he puts them in the freezer to get them out of the way, which is how you know there's something wrong. Right. Um, so she's on the river and the birds are chirping whenever danger is near. Because they're an alarm system. Because they're an alarm system. And at one point she pulls the lid off the box, which I just noticed and I didn't notice the first time we watched it. And pulls some water from the river and gives it to them because they need to drink, obviously. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I think it's a nice moment where Sandra Bullock gets the birds at the grocery store. It's like an affectionate moment from her, which is kind of your first clue that, like, she is capable of showing affection right. and being motherly. But, you know, it's a little bit deeper down for her um, because she doesn't know right away that the birds are going to be able to help detect things. Right. She picks up the birds because she's like, Oh, living creatures that we should maybe take. And then finds out that right. the birds know when something's up. So that's a nice reveal. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, Netflix chose to use CGI birds instead of real birds <laughs> in the very end of the film. Yeah, that was goofy. In the culminating moment of everything, when she removes the box to let them fly away and be with the other birds in the sanctuary, they're <laughs> fucking terrible CGI parrots. Why? God, Why? Who makes these decisions? <laughs> Who allows them to come to fruition? It was a little distracting. It was distracting. I'll admit it. It's so terrible. <gasps> Sorry about that yawn, guys. That wow. probably busted That's open your That's an Alaskan yawn if I ever That heard was one. an Alaskan yawn. They're big up here. Mm. What do we rate Bird Box? <laughs> Y'all, I'm going for it. Do you know what I'm going for? Are you going to say six, six out, out of six? six. Boom, Shit. done. I thought it was a great movie. I loved all the characters in it. I thought Sandra Bullock was a very interesting and unconventional, you know, 50-some-year-old, yes, woman lead. It was great. I, I could, as everything can be, could have been gayer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Naturally. Naturally. But I, lo I loved it. I thought it was great. I felt, you know, it felt, it just felt good. It felt like a good movie. Like, I can, I think I can see why it's so viral. I think it might genuinely be because it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get the five out of six. Cause you're a bitch. Yep. Uh, well, I, there's something that Michael and I talk a lot about when he's here, and it's staying power. Mm -hmm. And I think that this movie was really good, and I really enjoyed it. But I don't know that I'm gonna be thinking about it. Or that you're ever gonna watch it again. I don't need to ever watch it again. Mm -hmm. Even though the performances were really good, God, even the kids. I mean, I. <laughs> but like, there. But Have you ever given anything six out of six? Yes. What was it? Batman Returns, I think. Did we? We did an episode on Batman Returns? Did we? I don't oh, remember. Oh, we did. We did. That's when we moved to Alaska, remember? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. After the scare. <laughs> um, <laughs> we paddled 49 hours, or however many hours it was. Uh -huh. Just the two Blind. of us. Just the two of us and some birds. Up the ocean. Up the ocean. <laughs> to Alaska. Yeah. Um, 
five out of from six. From Washington State, which is where we lived before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Five out of six. I just think that the things that prevent me from giving this a perfect score are the CGI bird, which really, truly... <laughs> I just hate when an ending I is ruined by something Netflix. like that. I hope you're listening, Netflix. I hate when an ending is ruined by something that could have been prevented and much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the CG was terrible. <laughs> There's some weird inconsistency issues that I am not on board with, such as the, you know, they easily traverse the little town they live in in a car with the GPS. I would GPS. say easily. Well, I mean, there's boats, like, before they're out of the house, there's, like, boats and cars blown up all over the place, and they can easily just navigate to the oh, grocery yeah. store. Okay. Like, that part, you know, I, eh. There's a lot of, like, believability issues with how they're navigating. Okay, granted. Overall world of the movie that I... Mm-hmm. That's just what holds me back. Like, okay. if, that, if that was a little more believable, the CGI birds were real, and then I would be, like... Six out of six. Okay. But I, I still very much enjoyed this. Yes. I was very pleased. Hooray, bird box. Yay. So go get your birds, put them in a box. Put them in a box. And go down the river blindfolded. Do Bye. It, do it, do it.